Okay, welcome everybody. This is our third podcast episode, and today we're going to be reviewing the one with the sonogram at the end. So welcome and thank you all for listening. Again, if you want to reach us, our social medias are in our bio for the episode. You can uh, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, email us. And then we also have Chris and Ruby here and Jaden as well, our music producer. What's up, guys? Hi. Hey, guys. Long time no see. (laughs) (laughs) So today we're covering the second episode of season one. Um, So after the first episode, we kind of went through it, obviously, the last episode. But what do you guys think as the personalities kind of are displayed after the first episode, getting the second episode? How are we feeling about everybody? Well, you can tell that they're the actors themselves has gotten more into a comfortable um, with their characters. They know a bit more of who they are and everything. Um, Rachel still, you know, spoiled a little bit selfish. Um, Definitely. I don't think she's ditzy, but I think maybe she acts that way. She's actually not, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Phoebe, you know, eccentric, a little loopy, um, definitely free-spirited. <laughs> uh, Monica is particular, neat. Um, Ross, as I said last episode, is a downer. He's sad. Um, <laughs> but that's also to do with the fact that he's going through a divorce, you know. Um, can't really blame him too much. Uh, Chandler, sarcastic, funny. Uh, Joey, player. A little bit uh, dumb. That's <laughs> to put it uh, bluntly. So, at, after the first episode, is there anybody you're kind of liking, not liking so far at the early start of it? Uh, not really. I mean, you could tell that their characters. Um, I mean, they've rehearsed, obviously, but you can tell that they're trying to. They're still trying to get a feel for their characters. Yeah, definitely. I didn't really make... I'm just going off the first time I watched it. Um, I definitely didn't make any judgments straight away. I um, I liked everyone. Nobody was... I mean, Phoebe has always been to me a bit... I don't know, kind of annoying. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I still like her. It's just sometimes I look at her and I'm like, what? But I think that's the point. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, with Phoebe, it's weird. Like she has moments where she's, she just gets it and she hits the nail right on the head. And then some, sometimes she's just on another planet. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I like, I like Phoebe a lot. She, she's very funny, very witty. She has great comebacks. Um, I guess the times I, I'm not really a fan of her is when she plays that loopy, like airhead kind of person and i don't know yeah yeah definitely i feel like she played more of an airhead ditzy type in the beginning and then they realized that that's not where they wanted to go with her Mm -hmm. um yeah because it just doesn't really fit i mean she doesn't necessarily have to be 
uh, super intelligent, but yeah, she's definitely not stupid. Right. And she, she is very, well, she, her background, she has the street smarts. So she's been around and she's seen a lot. She dealt with a lot and she's where she is, you know, because oh, of, definitely she got herself there. So she has some intelligence. Of course, street smart, a hundred percent. It's just funny that to see like the fashion. I think that's one of the things I don't like about season one is they, they just look horrible. <laughs> but that was <laughs> how they looked back then. That yeah. is true. And I think Phoebe, I mean, it gets a little bit better, but she's always pretty consistent with her clothing. It's always uh <laughs> making her own shoes and yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unlike Rachel, you know, she's always very put together. Um wouldn't ever see her in mix match colors or whatever. <laughs> right, right. Never see her in Santa pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, I think it's only to get her out of her real spoiled stage um, took maybe about a season, um, which I guess is a year. But, yeah. you know, as I said in the last episode, it would take time to go from having everything given to you to not having any money or anything so having to make your way yeah it's not it yeah. not that easy to afford that high-end fashion that you're used to definitely when you're working at the coffee house <laughs> so i guess let's just get into the episode we're starting off in the coffee house again and it's uh the guys and the girls having a debate over um kissing being more important than sex in a relationship. Yeah. Um, and I'm not quite sure why they, st- <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm, I mean, obviously as a woman going with the woman's side, I wouldn't say that kissing itself is more important, but definitely the before, but yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was I think I think the point was more of the the connection and the romantic part of it um that that's what's important in in the yeah. relationship. And then the guys, of course the the guys look at look at the source though. You got Joey and Chandler, two young like <laughs> single guys that <laughs> they don't care about that. <laughs> that's not where they're at. So that's true. So we got Kind of the layout on 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 the guys, on their frame of mind and their their youth and how they're living. Yeah. And then from there, we're moving to the museum where Ross is working, and he's in his caveman exhibit. And that's where we see Carol Number One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, the different actress. Um, definitely, as we talked about before in the first episode. Um. We're just used to seeing people that we're used to in the show. Um, but the second Carol definitely seems better than the first Carol. Yeah, and it's weird. Like, the first Carol, didn't I didn't really have a problem with her. Um, she didn't do anything, at least for me, that made me like, oh, I don't like her. The other one's better. That They were both good. Um, I thought switching them out was weird, but when they did, the new Carol fit as well. Yeah. Yeah, but um, on this one she appears and is uh, disclosing the big news that she's pregnant with yeah, Ross's baby. A bit of a plot hole, 
because Ross says in episode one, like, do you know how long it's been since he's had sex? <laughs> um, yeah. And then in future episodes as well, uh, they talk about how long him and Carol hadn't had sex even. Um, so it's just, again, just a pothole. The writers had overlooked it because not a very big chance that she would have gotten pregnant <laughs> if they weren't having a lot of sex right? <laughs> or any at all. <laughs> it's not like she was with anybody else that <laughs> could have done the damage. Her, yeah. <laughs> right. Definitely. That was the first time that Ross actually did his um, uh, uncomfortable pose. Uh, yeah. It's all awkward <laughs> when he gets bad news. <laughs> oh, yeah. And just shuts down for hours. <laughs> and then uh, from then we get to the apartment, the girl's apartment, where Monica's frantically trying to clean up for her, um, her parents' visit. See, I relate to Monica the most. Out of all the characters, I relate to Monica. Um, I always feel like, even if I don't need, I mean, she does need to because her parents will just grasp onto anything that they can judge. But with my with my parents ever come to visit, I'm like cleaning everything. Everything has to be perfect. Everything like um, if we ever have even just any visitors, I just have to have everything clean and perfect and neat and. I just relate to Monica the most, not just for that, but that's one of the reasons. What about you, Chris? Do you, you have to do all that when parents come over? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's, it's a different. Um, uh, I can relate to her as far as cleanliness being organized. That's just me in general, though. Do you guys Have you guys ever had that kind of... Um over analyzing or criticizing from uh, from your parents oh yeah definitely <laughs> in that in that magnitude um, like monica does uh maybe not oh no, not that harsh um but yeah it's up there <laughs> yeah i've definitely no not for me i've had yeah not criticism like that but definitely arguments that some that, that have come up in uh friends with their parents arguments like that mm -hmm. probably worse but yeah they've never criticized to that degree yeah that was really uncomfortable to watch the the episode where her her mom is just being the way she is and just like Ugh, really <laughs> yeah it's very frustrating and just kind of makes you sad for monica yeah it's it's very yeah. stressful to watch watch that and have her not say anything and just let it you know grow and grow and grow inside of her yeah yeah luckily i uh. i don't have that either my parents are, are pretty good at not being that way well, that's good um so we are jumping around a little bit um but we have ugly naked guy coming in for the first time the thigh master, <laughs> the thigh master, <laughs> and uh, it is. I wonder if uh, the writers meant for ugly naked guy to be such a big thing. Um, right, that's a good I question. I wonder if they just did it on the once and then it got a bit of uh attention, so then they kept doing it, mm -hmm. or if they meant from the beginning to just always have this ugly naked guy across the street. I don't know. I I have a feeling it's the first like they they did it once or once or twice, and they was like, 
they had a good uh, response to it because every time they did it, it's not like it's a storyline or anything. You know, they didn't, other than, you know, Ross getting his apartment and talking to him before that, it was just like thrown in there. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. And I think they've thrown so many things. You can tell the things that they just threw in for the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I wonder if Ugly Naked Guy being across the street was there from the beginning so Ross could move across the street eventually mm-hmm. or if they just thought, hey, why not? Mm-hmm. Why not just put him over in that apartment? Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of Ugly Naked Guy? Was he I mean, really? when, they, uh, <laughs> when they thought he was almost dead so they made the big poking device. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. I mean, I, yeah, I don't really have a lot of thoughts about Ugly Naked Guy. Did you wish, did you wish <laughs> he had lines? Um, it was kind of perfect yeah. as is. It would it would be cool to have a bit more uh, scene with the with ugly naked guy, but I think it's still perfect as it is. Uh, either way, would have been good. I don't know if you guys ever watched this um, show, um, the Tim Allen one, Home or what's Home Improvement, where he had the neighbor, um, I forgot uh, his name, Wilson yeah. or something oh, like yeah. that where you can kind of see just his eyes over the fence and he's kind of like a Wilson type character, except he didn't have any lines. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then we've got Rachel uh, looking for a ring uh, to give back to Gary. I mean, Barry. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> that just shows I'm a great fan. <laughs> um, oh, also uh, when they're, when she's looking for her engagement ring and um, Phoebe says, doy. And then Shanna says, well, you don't get a lot of that these days. And then she never says it again. I don't know. I just feel like it could have been a whole thing. Like Phoebe's thing. Oh, Doy, yeah. you know, the word? Yeah, doy. Doys. <laughs> you get a lot of doys these days. So let's see. We're going from ugly naked guy. Rachel looking for her ring to give back. So <clears throat> after leaving... Uh, Barry at the altar, and now she's got to face him again, give back the ring, and you know, face that the ex that she left behind. And also, a side note the lasagna that she mm-hmm. lost her ring in does not look like a lasagna. Yeah, it looks pretty gross. <laughs> I feel like the, uh, they've already been digging through it, like they had a cutscene. <laughs> Probably, but it kind of just looked like um, pasta sauce, and that was it. maybe a little bit of cheese (laughs) it did look pretty nasty it was like one of those it was like plastic fruit it was like (laughs) it was like fake food Um, also she complains because now she has to make spaghetti instead of lasagna but she probably could have made another lasagna in time yeah definitely but and you know her mum says oh that's easy about the spaghetti but lasagna isn't necessarily hard either they're both pretty either way, she w- yeah. Yeah, she wouldn't have won either way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no matter what. Also, also with the dinner, Monica serves like appetizers and they look like little cucumbers slices. Um, and then her mum says it tastes like curry. I don't understand oh. how that works. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not 100% sure what the food was, but it just looked like cucumber slices to me. Yeah, she. I think Monica does say... Or she asks what the flavor is. It tastes like curry. Yeah. And then Monica's like, it's curry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So during the uh, 
the dinner, you kind of see the tensions um, between Monica and and Judy, the mom, and uh, being criticized over her lifestyle, dating, just everything, just everything she can nitpick at and and throw at her. She's giving it to her. Monica's just sitting there taking it. Yeah. I mean, she's probably used to it because of her whole life. She's dealt with that. Um, But I wouldn't say it gets any easier. Uh, Ross was the one that had some bad news and it still somehow fell on Monica. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They made that really obvious about, you know, who's the their favorite of the two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also Jack reveals that Monica was a, a bit chubby when she was younger. Yeah. First time they kind of made light on that. Yeah. That'll obviously become that, uh... was a, <laughs> that was a plan from the beginning, obviously. And I thank them for doing it. I love fat Monica. <laughs> She's one of my favorite characters in the whole show. So yeah. we go from, uh, the dinner, the awkward dinner that they're having. And we go to Phoebe mention, mentioning uh, her sister, Ursula. And then we'll learn about her, her twin sister later on. Yeah, yeah. Briefly mentioned uh, the career-driven type and waitress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I do enjoy the Ursula-Phoebe moments. Um, just gives it a nice little to Ursula. I mean, you don't really know much about her family until Frank Jr. and everything. Mm-hmm. And she learns about it. But, yeah, you don't really know too much. So just Ursula every now and then coming in is a nice touch, I think. It <clears throat> also mentions Chandler being an only child. Um, and it hints at him not having a very good relationship with his parents, um, which, again, is set up to... It's just, you know, getting to know the characters slowly. And it's funny how different the relationships they have for for the parents of each character. Um, They deal with so many different issues. Like, as as we'll get to know, you know, Chandler's parents, (laughs) all that goes on with them. And then, you know, Ross and Monica's parents have their their issues. Um, Joey's parents, you know, their drama. We'll get to all that, but... It, they they kind of cover a lot in the show, um, in whatever aspect they're talking about, whether it be the par- parents or conceiving children, they try to tackle a lot of different issues in different ways. Yeah, I definitely. thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, there's a big variety there. Right. Hey, I, uh, that is. I know we're skipping ahead a bit, um, and we'll talk about it at a later episode. But I just love the different ways that. <laughs> they show you can be a mother you know adoption IVF uh, biological birth you know they just show all the different ways and I really love that about the show Yeah, it's one of the best things I think that they've done with the storyline yeah they didn't go traditional on on things yeah that would have been kind of too easy yeah Um, and for them not to take the traditional route on some of these things was pretty cool Definitely. I, I applaud them for that 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, um, it was a big risk. I think at the time to do that on TV would was a big risk because, you know, you, you never know what kind of backlash you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, 100%. But, yeah, and then we go into the uh, Rachel locking up the cafe mm-hmm. um, 
and Ross and Rachel have another little moment. Another little moment, yeah, just to kind of <laughs> hint on what will be. Yeah, yeah, and another little uh, thing I noticed about the episode was uh, Ross was sweeping, but he was sweeping a rug. <laughs> um, yeah. So it doesn't really make sense, but just a little, another little thing about it. <laughs> that I like. I'd like to pick up on the little things like that. No, it's good, yeah. That's funny. Um, and then we go from the little moment where Rachel puts her head on Ross's hand. You kind of see her um, kind of being needing that emotional support. And he's kind of on the other end, like, oh, my God, this is like a dream come true kind of thing. And she has no idea. Or maybe she, she does. And she maybe just... she does. Um, I think they both need an emotional support, though, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had the OGB. She had the meeting with Barry. I think that um, I said that wrong, didn't I? OBGYN. OBGYN. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, they both had something big coming up. I think it was both a good emotional support thing for them, um, even if Rachel didn't know it. Right. And so you mentioned it. We, we go to the OBGYN and then uh, we see Susan and them. Um, they're talking about Ross's involvement in the baby's life. And uh, they get to arguing about that. Uh, we see um, Carol and Susan, the three of them together. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw a, um, <laughs> actually saw a comment the other day, and it reminded me when you said about how much they could talk about stuff on television um, back then. And I saw a comment about how, Ross was holding the um, instrument <laughs> yeah. and um, oh, yeah. I saw a comment about how Carol said it was to open her cervix, but it's, they think it was because they couldn't say the word vagina on TV mm. um, because mm. it's not actually to open the cervix. But right. yeah, I just thought that was an interesting little um, thing to catch on. The duck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it really sets the tone. The three of them together in the in the room just sets the tone of how their relationship will be for the rest of the show, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, there's another thing, uh, controversial. A lot of people have opinions on it. Is when uh, Susan was trying to take credit of her name, uh, the whole name situation. Yeah, right. to have her last name included. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm very, I have a few, I can, I don't know. I have a few different opinions on it. I don't think it was unfair of her to ask, but also she, as I said, she could have asked. She didn't have to just straight up be like to Roswell, my name's going to be in there. It's my baby too. Like it is her baby as well. Definitely. Cause she's there from the very, very beginning, but I think she could have considered Ross's feelings a bit more about it. Definitely. I don't know. I took it as a, as a respect issue. I think a boundaries issue kind of thing. Um, I mean, it's, it's, the, it's, he's the father. I mean, you can't expect to just kind of X him out of, you know, Definitely. of the baby's life and especially in the name. And I mean, at least have a, a conversation and, um, you know, respect his, his thoughts and whatever he has to say, but don't just, you know, I'm here now, 
you you can yeah. go away. <laughs> right. No, no, that's definitely right. Because he's he's the one that's going to be there to raise the child as the father and be that figure that you know neither one of them can be. Um, and he wants to be, and he's he's you know he cares a lot. He he wants to be there. So, I mean, yeah, that 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 whole situation with the three of them just brings so much, so many issues and so much tension and um, really hard. And it 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 might be a case by case basis depending on the the people involved and know what they what they want but um yeah, yeah that that scene is really tense and awkward for me and i don't know <laughs> they yeah, each have well, valid it, points but they go about it the wrong way i think yeah, yeah. It's, and it's definitely controversial we have a lot of posts about it on the group um for people to discuss it almost to the point you know we have to monitor those posts because people do get quite uh aggressive <laughs> about it um right. But yeah, it is something that, I mean, I have never dealt with that and I don't think I will ever, but who knows? But yeah, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it is definitely something that could happen. And yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I think it's just something you never know until you're in the situation. Yeah. And I think the way they presented it, I think that the easiest fix for for the, the name situation would for them, Carol and Susan, get married and have the same last name, and then boom, yeah, you're in the name. <laughs> exactly. Right. And then if you're, you know, it ends up not working out, and you're not in our lives anymore, or the baby's not stuck with your last name for the rest of their mm. lives. That is true. And it was a nice touch too that when they did actually see the baby, that uh, all their problems just kind of went away for a moment. Yeah, yeah. because it was all about Ben. I mean, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it was about Ben. Right. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, yeah, I, I take it as you know, no matter if they hate each other, all three of them can't stand each other. They're gonna do what they have to for the for the kid. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, we end with uh, Rachel seeing Barry. Um, and now it's and not Finkel. Yeah, yeah, the change of the last name. Mm-hmm. Now he's Farber. Which was one of our trivia questions. Mm-hmm. Now he's now he's not Fingo anymore. He's Farber, Doctor Farber. Um, and we also find out about Mindy, and I think Mindy will come in a little bit in future episodes. But him taking Mindy to the Aruba. Yeah, it's definitely a uh, bit of a stab at Rachel. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's. Yeah. I don't know. It's very hard because, I mean, Rachel never loved Barry, but it's also Mindy was her best friend. So mm-hmm. it's still kind of like, well, bit of a a bitchy thing to do. Yeah. I think that was her, her closure. Yeah. Um, that she needed to get from Barry. Because, you know, after she uh, she found out that he went with her, it was, her tone totally changed. She was at first you know, nervous and cared about his feelings and this and that. And then after that, she's like, Oh, F you. <laughs> yeah. <Bye>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then we just have the behind the scenes. Yeah. So I don't have much. I don't know if what you guys had, but I had a uh, Monica asked Chandler if he's an only child. Um, but since they've known each other since high school, she should have known, you know, at least if he had a brother or sister or something like that. So yeah. But I think, the way I interpreted it, because I only watched it just a couple hours ago, um, 
I think it was more so like, oh, Chandler, you're an only child, right? Less of asking, if that makes sort of just reconfirming what she already knew. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. Right. Um, but yeah, um, it's, it's definitely something that was probably overlooked. And again, they probably just threw in the fact that Monica and Chandler knew each other in the future. They mm-hmm. probably didn't know at that stage that that's what they were going with. Um, but, yeah, I didn't have any other behind-the-scenes things except Ross sweeping the rug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and as far as the trivia goes, I don't have much on trivia. So we have um, what was the uh, new name of Barry? And the answer, like we just said, was Farber. He's Dr. Barry Farber now. I don't know why. <laughs> Finkle does sound horrible. The Farber's not much better. It's a little better, I guess. <laughs> And then um, I had, I don't know if this is right, and it didn't come through on, on the um, the notes that I had for watching the episode, but this was supposed to be the first appearance of Gunther. Did you guys see Gunther in the episode? No. Or was that just a mm. internet poop? I think that was, yeah, an, in a, in a, in a, an internet <laughs> mess up because Gunther is not in that episode. Yeah, because I, I ran through, I think, the episode twice, and the first time I was just taking notes, and the second time I was like half looking for Gunther and I didn't see him. So I was like, maybe he was just, you know, passing by real quick in the back or something. I just missed him. So we haven't seen Gunther yet. (laughs) So we can't ask that trivia question. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just stick with the Finkel. All right. Well, that's the end of the episode guys. And um, I guess we'll wrap up our episode here. So next time we'll be reviewing our next episode of friends. And until then, be sure to follow us again, Instagram, Facebook, email, if you need to reach us for anything. Um, thank you guys so much again for listening. We appreciate all you guys, friends, family, and uh, followers of the, uh, the Facebook page and everything. We're, we're so glad that you're here with us. Um, give us some recommendations, um, some ideas. If you like something, don't like something, hit us up. Let us know. So um, thank you guys. Also, Chris, Ruby, Jaden. Um, you guys want to say bye? Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks again for listening to us. Uh, share us with your friends and catch us next episode. You want to say bye, Jaden? Bye. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't have much else to add. Thank you for listening and supporting us. Um, all the members in the group, thank you. You're basically why we're here. Um, and yeah, just see you next time. Bye.